All right, folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. And we have a full house today. We've got John and Mike. David Miller's going to check in. And I don't think we should waste any time. We head east. And I'm going to be very curious. I bet you John goes first today. Usually Mike's like ready to dive off the 10-meter platform and start yapping about the Ravens. Got a funny feeling it might be John goes first today. Let's let's see. We'll do a sample. Hello, fellas. What's going on? Hey, I'm Michael. First. There you go, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Just saw what type of uh, bipolar team that the Ravens could be when one week we look like a team that could be the best in the AFC, and then the next week we look like we can't tackle or basically anything else on defense. So very, very – I mean, look, I, I knew this was going to be the case with the with the injuries going into the season, but I thought maybe they had figured it out and they had filled – you know, they, they figured out a way to have some cohesion among the group of guys that a lot of those guys are, are would not be legitimate starters on other teams. But, you know, we, we saw what Joe Burrow is, and he's a winner. He's a guy that's getting more poise week after week. And if it wasn't for the Green Bay game, they could legitimately be 6-1. and one. So, you know, with the 10 field goals missed in that one. I mean, he's, he's very good. He's got a lot of good talent around him. It looks like they revamped the offensive line, which was the biggest issue last season. And having his buddy and his teammate from LSU that they made sure to get, um, Mr. Jamar Chase, who's going to be – probably the best rookie wide receiver ever statistically that's the pace he's on um having a guy like that um that you've had basically years of you know cohesion with and being able to you know just jump on the team it's just very unique brian you don't see that often where an nfl quarterback gets a number one first round draft pick wide receiver that he's basically been playing with in college, and they were that good in college. I mean, if you remember that team, Brian, they had Justin Jefferson, they had Terrence Marshall, who's not really being used right now, but he's pretty talented. They had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on that team. So, I mean, you look at that LSU team that was unbeatable that year, and they're all really good NFL players. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm not really a you know, I don't wish bad on anybody. I'm not the guy that says, you know, just because I'm a Ravens fan, I don't like everybody else in my division. It's, you know, I, I like Burrow. I think he's a great player. I think he's he doesn't matter when he makes a bad play. You just you just see his composure. He reminds me of, uh, you know, he reminds me of Steve Young. That's my analogy from back in the day. So, you know, I I hope they do well. I mean, obviously, I still hope the Ravens win the division and get to the playoffs and do some damage but that that team in Cincinnati you know they're not the bungles anymore they're they're finally showing that what having a good defense which they went really big on in the offseason with getting good pass rushers to compete in the AFC North it shows and they they came out and they literally were bullies the entire day and you know they routed the Ravens for Lamar's first ever October loss just goes to show you, John, one week to the next, right? Absolutely. It's uh, 
It's uh, well, let's talk about last night. Rough. All those guys betting those favorites in baseball. Got to take Houston, and they're opening up at home. There's just no way the dog's going to win. I've been saying this for decades. I went on YouTube last night. I told everybody, guys, this is why, first of all, this is why you can't make money betting on favorites in any money line sport. I repeat, any money line sport. If you do it in hockey, you're a winner. If you do it in baseball, you're a winner. Hockey, I mean, hockey's absolutely petrifying. Have you seen the numbers in hockey right now? If you've been betting every dog, I gave out my free NHL system on my YouTube channel. Um, have you? Did you? Did you happen to take advantage of uh, picking up my free hockey system, Brian? It was very simple. Bet every dog every night. Don't even look at the teams. I'm going to say it again. Bet every dog every night. Don't even look at the teams. If you bet every dog in hockey, you are 39 and 47. 39 and 47. Getting an average ticket price of plus 50 cents or more. Now, sometimes you're going to pick and choose, and you're going to have you know, sources that we have that might be on a favorite. Like last night, Mike was on a favorite. Mike uh, actually went against your, uh, your team last night, Brian. He, uh, he took the avalanche. He got what he wanted laying 80 cents, but he didn't personally do it. He's just agnostic and takes the information from his groups. But, you know, for the listener out there, I've been giving you guys so much free information for years. It's so simplistic. You just bet every dog. Have you looked at these numbers, Brian? It is absolutely insane. Now, if you played the plus one and a half, the puck line, Brian, you're 62 and 34. 62 and 34 plus one and a half, the profits are probably less I would, than if you were actually... I would, I'm ahead. just telling you personally, mm -hmm. uh, it's an 82-game schedule. We're like seven games in. I will not make one bet this year plus one and a half. Not one. Well, I didn't say you should because you'd be... You, well, that's what I was about to say is that you. while I disagree with you at the end of the season, it'll be like 70%, the plus one and a half... The, the problem is the line makers know that, and they make it where it doesn't matter. You're up, you're up 30 games, and you're down money or breaking even because of the juice. Versus if you just blindly bet every dog in hockey, it's the same thing if you blindly bet every do a dog in baseball. I mean, I just – I don't know if Dave is on here, but this is an auto bet. Like, yeah, I I'm just – guys, listen to me. Don't tell me it's a small sample size. I told you about the Dodgers on week one of the, of the MLB season. I was right to the end, never deviated. You bet on the Dodgers every game, you lose $700, and they're up 50 games. You lose 700 and they're up 50 games. So, you know, I, I just don't understand why these groups that Dave is affiliated with, and I'll ask you, Dave, you know, don't take interest in just these auto bet spots where you just roll. You just you know that percentage wise at the end of the season you can't overcome laying these big numbers in the NHL. And then we'll move on to football and basketball. Do I think you can overcome the big numbers, or do you? No, I mean I, exactly. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But I mean, over a thousand picks, can somebody be up laying like one seventy to one ninety? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers, but probably not. Something I try not to do. 
Um, I mean, but, I never kicked myself, but I was so irritated that I didn't take Atlanta yesterday because I knew all day long. I'm like, this is a joke. This is like the best spot ever because you know you're getting more money than you need to on Atlanta because everybody's just going to automatically take the home team in the opening game of the World Series. I mean, it's it just and, – and again, same thing today. Everybody's going to – Everybody, you won't make money betting. If you bet all seven favorites, you won't make, like today is a perfect example. They're making the, the Astros so cheap, they're going to just beg people to take the Astros. Um, I happen to be a left-handed gentleman, and so does Big Mike. But we're two uh, lefties on the show. I'm going to just say right now, take the lefty fried uh, with the Braves. That's my complimentary selection. Go to the bank. Um, now, Let's talk about Buffalo for a second before we get into all the football. What's up with those Buffalo Bills, Brian? What do you mean, what's up with them? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the Buffalo. Did they, what, did they win or lose last week? I can't remember. It was a bye they, week. They couldn't have done either. Oh, it was a bye week. That's why I was going to say what's up. Okay, I meant what's up with Kansas City. Does anybody want to tell me what's up with Kansas City? The I, team I that can, was. I, remember, I could tell you real quick. They, they're a mess. For the simple fact that they thought they revamped an offensive line. <clears throat> they took a guy from the Ravens named uh, Orlando Brown Jr. They thought they would have... I used to more... work out at the gym with his father, by the way. They, they, they thought that they would have the ability to protect Mahomes more. But what they failed to realize, and I think this is what's been a common issue, Mahomes has been getting away with being a trickster for many years of being able to defy the laws of you know, regular, being a good NFL quarterback, pocket passer, moving around. He he takes shots, and those shots for many years have proven to be worthy, and he's been very successful at it. But this year he's getting beat up a lot. He's had some injuries, so he's not taking off and running and having that added, you know, element to his game that in years past he was able to get away with. And the defense is accounted for. And you take away, you know, obviously they've had some injuries just like everybody else. We, you know, they have no running game. You take away Tyreek Hill, who's been also banged up, and you take and you double Kelsey. There's nobody else on that team that has any sort of separation. They've missed on Nicole Harbin. They've missed on Robinson. And they never really went in the offseason because – Honestly, I didn't think they needed to. In my eyes, look, they've, they've done so well with Kelsey and Terry Kill for so many years now that what's the point of getting him another weapon? But, you know, not having somebody else to take the pressure off and their defense is worse than it was last year. And, they're, again, injuries play a big role, but, you know, teams just go up and down on Kansas City, and you're seeing, the you know, the, the effect of that. And, Mahomes taking those shots that he did for so many years this year, those shots are turning into interceptions. So, you know, I don't think it's a, a long-term problem. I think he's good enough to correct it, but I don't know from, from what I'm seeing right now, you know, a, a buddy of mine just took them to win the Super Bowl. I think he got 14 to one, which is good value for a team like Kansas city that easily could get on a good roll and get healthy and make the playoffs and, and squeak in and still do a lot of damage and potentially could make it. But, you know, I just don't know. I mean, what I'm seeing from them is just not the Kansas City team we've been seeing for the last three years. Yeah, they killed me on the end play. 
them and the Ravens. I, I bet the comebacks, and I got crushed. But Literally I thought you don't. I thought secure. your auto bet. I I thought your auto bet system is to press the the winner. Uh, no, it's a fundamental meaning. I do it most of the time. You mean the the the, the dog who's so fade to come back? Correct. I usually correct. You're, I usually do that. Yeah, it's a fundamental. That doesn't mean I don't have a single time. But in this situation, I was it was it was the Chiefs and the Ravens. Where, wherever you are, you sound like you're underwater. We can barely hear you, but I'm listening. Go ahead. Really? Can you hear me now? Now I can yeah. hear you. Now we can hear you. Okay. So go uh, ahead. But yeah, no. So I was I was just firing over and over, and they didn't cover anything. I mean, they, like they didn't even cover the big numbers. So <laughs> I started getting plus. So it, here's know, the question that I'm gonna I want to pin you down on this since. Brian is an eyeball guy and you're a computer guy. So when you're when you're firing over and over again, I'm just using an example of the Ravens game, and my 16-year-old is FaceTiming me at the office going, wow, this game's over. And he's telling me that like in the middle of the third quarter. He's, are you firing over and over again because you're getting good prices on the screen or are you watching the game and you really think, that they're going to come back when my 16-year-old son knew there was no way they were coming back. And I'm not saying it to be funny. Well, I'm saying it to kind of educate the listener out there. Right. Well, you know me. I, don't, I would never watch a game until <laughs> I think this is going to happen. I mean, but, no, I was, I, was getting good, I was getting good numbers and I was getting plus prices. Because it got so the, the the, the, really so quick. The, so where where Brian would be watching that game and say, "Dave, don't do that. They look horrible." Because he's actually watching the game. You, you're 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 again still going to stick to the price thing instead of saying maybe yeah. if I had the TV on and I had the red zone package no, on and I could see what was no. going on. I, was... I Brian, what do you think background. of? I have it oh, on. Okay. I have it on, and I hear all the panic and. I like the red zone. I, I love that because it takes you. To, it, it shows all the all the key plays, so I hear it. Um, but no, it got to the point where I was taking big prices. I was also taking money line prices with both teams, and uh, yeah, I got into trouble on those two games. But, well, I, well, I guess what I'm trying to. I, I guess. I, but what I'm trying to get you, and again, just to prove a point for the the, the novice that's listening. Would, could you actually say in that situation, taking the Brian Blessing approach where you're watching every game is a better approach because it would keep you from doing that even if the numbers you were getting is good? No, I wouldn't do that. I mean, not saying what he's doing is wrong. I just There's just certain things I do, and I'm a robot. I do them robotically. Exactly. I like that. I tell my clients I'm a robot all the time as well. Well, no, that spot, it was really weird because usually I'm supposed to take uh, the Titans and the Bengals. That's the, that's that's what I do 80% of the time. But it was really strange. It was the opposite for a lot of reasons. But, yeah, anyway, I was just saying those were my burial games. <laughs> but, you know, it happens, right? I think I was still no, of positive course. for the week. Yeah, I was still positive for the week. But... I've I've had I had a losing week here um two weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago. So but I bounced back. But yeah, no, those were those were rough ones, guys, for me. But I mean good for the books. Good for the books. Um so, you know, I was thinking that in my head the whole time. All the books are making out on 
on these two results, that's for sure. So, oh, absolutely. Do we got any? So, do we got any? Free plays for the Sunday that we can give out. To well, people? well, well. Before we get into that, let's talk about the spread records. Which you, you know, with the, we have three. We have one perfect team in the NFL against the spread, and we have two almost perfect teams. So we only have three teams now. The one team plays tomorrow. So Dallas is six and zero ATS. Now here's the interesting part. The second team is Green Bay, six and one. The third team could be the second team is Arizona 6-1. and one. So I'm going to repeat that. The top three spots, Dallas, Green Bay, and Arizona, and Green Bay's playing Arizona. So between both teams, you're 12-2 and two if you've been riding them, ATS. But now somebody's got to drop one because they're playing each other. And the line originally was six. We're approaching seven and have seven in some spots. And uh, what do you, you know, again, when you look at a situation like this where both teams have an equal ATS record, I know what you'll fundamentally say is you just take the dog, right? Well, I think so, in my opinion, yeah. And then every time I've, I've rolled the last few weeks, I've sat on this uh, show, auto bet spot, it's lost, so I'm not going to use those words. But I do think this is a standard dog spot um because because are they really that much better i mean i know there's some injuries but i'm pretty sure you um, guys court, on, on this i one. mean i would say who if I, you said a pin me to who's going to be in the super bowl i would definitely not say green bay and i would say arizona so do i personally think they're that much better one thousand percent that was, i think the actual what point would you take the packers here what number over seven. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, over okay. seven. But currently, just so you guys know, that's very interesting because when you look at the numbers, and you know I have all my homework, and Mike will tell you I have a new little radio set up. Ryan, you'd be very proud of me. I have, instead of two computers in front of me, I have one, two, three, four, five, five in front of me. So I don't have to keep switching back and forth to get You're, the data. I mean, um, I'm, I'm trying to decide. I'm either proud of you or think you're a complete idiot, and I'm trying to well, decide. Yeah, yeah. Which... Let's just put it this way: uh, I should have had the stock in Apple instead of the. I should have had the stock in Apple instead of all the Apple computers. But anyway, so listen. Right now, dogs are 58 and 49 ATS. So I, dogs are 54.2 percent. If you've been betting every dog blindly, what's interesting with the dogs is that the away dogs are 36-27 and 27 against the spread, up nine games, while the home dogs against the spread, where supposedly there's a home team edge, are 22-22. and 22. I'm going to repeat, 22-22 and 22 if you bet every home dog you've had no advantage, while if you've taken every road dog – you're up nine games. Very interesting because usually it's the other way around, all the edges to the home team dog, and now you don't even have that situation. So when you look at, for instance, tomorrow night's game and you look at the fact that you're, they're a home team favorite um, laying the six or seven, home, uh, fav- home favorites right now 
in the NFL are 27 and 36. So you are down nine games if you bet every home favorite against the spread, and you can make that same correlation. Uh, so it's just interesting. Like, where in baseball, you have that home team edge normally. I, we're not talking about World Series. Um, there's no, it seems to be no home team edge in, in, um, in football right now. Interesting. I, I do kind of like to hear some of these numbers you say. I don't know why. Just not the baseball ones. Well, they uh, surprise me. All, well, what, what happens yeah. is they actually surprise me because people always say, you always take the dog at home. Well, if you did that this year, you, you lost juice. And you, you know, you, and you always take the home team. You know, like we have a good friend that's listening up there in Summerlin. He's a, he's a, you know, he, he's a favorite better. If you're taking the home favorites, you're getting smashed in football. You're getting smashed. So, I mean, that, like I said, that, and now straight up, by the way, just to, on, the, on the money line scenario, if you've bet every favorite on the money line, this is where it's crazy, you're 66 and 39. So to the whole congratulation all money line winners, 63% of all favorites are actually winning the game, obviously, even though, 60% of all dogs are covering. So when they say the line is the great equalizer, the line is the great equalizer. Um, in terms of money lines, there is a home team edge in the NFL. So you're 22 and 22 at home in the NFL. But if you played the money lines, you, you're 38 and 25. You're 60%. So, like, for instance, tomorrow, based upon these stats, you could expect – Arizona to win, the question is, will they cover? But right now, like the, the, the numbers are in your favor that Arizona is going to actually win. So what I actually think is that Vegas is, you know, the public is having a little bit of a field day last couple of weeks um, because they're taking these money lines and they're putting them in those exotic parlays that you see on Twitter. And, you know, right. I want to talk about those that double-digit situation with you. Obviously, you're an, you do auto-bet the double-digit dogs. And, you know, it's like that's just not working so far this year. Like, betting, taking Houston plus a big number just isn't working. So, you know, is, it, is that like the new Cleveland spot where you just take Houston every time they're getting stupid money? And then you just, like, watch them never cover? And I'm not saying it to be funny. I'm saying it for the listeners – <laughs> it was. Funny, I know you're though. laughing, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> like you, like our good friend Micah Smith. You know, he said, you know, man, they, it's like they're begging you to take the eighteen and a half on Houston. They're begging you, and I don't mean you personally. I mean just the public. Oh, that's a lot of points. And then how about they tease these games? And they don't even win these games in the teaser when they tease them up. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Because the auto bet spot is you just take these teams and you tease them up. You know, the same thing with the Miami Dolphins against the, the Bills. You know, everybody's going to – all the teaser bettors are going to – they're not going to tease the Bills down. They're going to tease a one-in-six team up and tell me they're getting good value. And we – you know, and I'm not going to be shocked if, you know, the Bills blow them off the map. But when you look at these – last week was very interesting, don't you think, David? Because you didn't – it's very rare to have – at four at the four o'clock Eastern Standard Time spot, so many double digit dogs. Yeah, yeah, yep. I took the bait, and uh, that didn't work as well. 
Houston was in it too. Well, I mean, I'm looking, but that's what well, seems like that too. Like, were you surprised that the Bears didn't show up? I mean, are you are you surprised that yeah. like? Yeah, that was that one surprised me. But Mr. You don't Tom say in retrospect. Oh, it was Manning. Mr. Mr. Brady covers spreads like no one else. <laughs> Over the years, I've gotten used to it. So I don't know. Luckily, but I don't. You don't have allocate that. In... You don't allocate that into your number. You just think that it's always an overvalued number because it's Brady. Well, I mean, yeah, I could. You could see both sides of that. Well, you could see both sides of that, um, but. It's it's hard. It's 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 a marketplace. I the thirteen was really good at the time. Closed good. Closed pretty good too. I think the money went back the other way where where it was not the greatest close, but yeah, you know, they were never in it either. Neither team was never really in it after the first quarter. So you know that's life. But I'm I'm positive. Oh yeah, I mean forward. I get <clears throat> I get the whole you're emotionally detached. And it's I mean look, Mike will Mike can get into the cycle. I want Mike's going to do his little rant because Mike's been on his nice. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a losing streak because I actually don't believe in streaks. Each game is, as our good friend Kenny says, is a snowflake. There's really no streak unless you can want to say there's like a three game series or a seven game series, but you know, a game in Wisconsin that you lose has nothing to do with a game in Idaho that you lose, right? There's really no streak, right? But um, Dave is a, uh, Dave is uh, dealing with, um, you know, situations where you have you'll lose and you're not emotional. But Mike is Mike. Uh, what can I tell you? Mike gets blown up on a. Tell him about your weekend, Mike. I'll let you tell him. Well, I mean, I just I just feel like of late and look, it's September. I feel like we couldn't lose. It was consistent. We would have days where there was literally just blankets where they were just win after win consistently, not even, and some of them were good beats. I mean, I have to be honest. It wasn't just blowouts across the board, but we were good beats. And I just feel like in the last two weeks, I have had those bad beats and they've been consistent. And it's tough for my clients to understand, especially the unfortunate part of being a consultant and having guys like you, like Brian and Dave, who are feeding me games that they are playing in other groups as well. And you guys are not emotional and you guys are just doing this as a business 365 days a year. But what happens is I could take on a new client last Monday and no matter what the performance I have had in September is irrelevant to his psyche that he thinks that I am an ultimate loser. He doesn't believe that there's a possibility that I could be still up on the football season. He doesn't believe that I had a tremendous baseball season and I do this and it's, and it's unfortunate. And I just feel like specifically in the last couple of weeks, I took some bad beats that were con- like across the board, bad beat after bad beat after bad beat. The one that I remember, because again, it's still fresh in my head from Sunday is Washington. I mean, they have five trips in the red zone against green Bay they get zero points. There's two or three times they're at the goal line where they, they're in, he's not in, they review it two different times. And, and again, it's, that's part of the game, and it's in football specifically, it's a game of inches. But it's like I just – I'm saying it because I remember it and still fresh in my head versus the one that was last week 
but it's like at some point, and, and the reason Listen, why. Listen, like, you're a loser. You're a loser. You can't pick your nose. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. So the, the reason I'd like to bring this up is because I have my clients that listen, and and they respect me. And a lot of the guys that are treating this like a business, they don't complain. They get it. They go, look, it sucks. I get it. But you're not a chaser. You're not the guy like they've dealt with handicapping firms years ago or last season where they lose three games. So then the guy goes, put everything you have on the next game. It's going to win. I don't have that philosophy because I believe that's, you know, bull crap. And the value of trading is, yeah, you're going to have ebbs and, you know, you're going to have peaks and valleys in this business. You're going to have the ability where some weeks are just extraordinary and then some weeks you're just losing. But at the end of the day, it's I'm not frazzled that this is just part of the business. And I know it happens every couple weeks, once a month. A couple times a season, it's just – it's inevitable. It always happens at some point. I just remember it because it's – I'm in it. I'm in it right now. I feel it. I get the text. I wouldn't really call it abuse, but it, it's somewhere along the lines with some of the texts that I get. But you know what? I have thick skin. I've been doing this long enough, and I've seen success for year after year that, look, I am going to just ride the ship stay the course and like we always talk about those bad beats flip and then the following week you have a bunch of good beats well you get, you, you win so so it's funny that psychologically a you never remember the winners the winners are over like nine seconds you know you remember the losers nobody can tell you about the game that they won on the hail mary 10 years ago they certainly can tell you about the game they lost right you know i have a good friend i have a good friend slash client that's listening a, a client of ours <laughs> and micah's and mine uh, Big Dave in, 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 in the show me state in Missouri. And, uh, you know, like he said to me this week and he goes, man, how can all these groups come in on the same game? And I'm talking about the CLV games, uh, uh, Dave, and I want you to answer this. How can they come in on the same L game where you get the good closing line value and you still lose? How can you have Tennessee at 28 and then get it at 26 and then get it at 25, push on a quarter of the bet, lose. How can you – I mean, literally, I'm telling you, Dave, uh-huh. Micah beat the number for this client on literally every single game, and it was a bloodbath. So the question that for all the, the guys that go on Twitter and say CLV, closing line value, doesn't mean anything – they say that when there's a week where it doesn't work. But what's your response to the guy that beats the number, gets the best of the number on every number, and he opens up his account the next morning, it's like red, 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 You know what I mean? What's your response as a CLB well, player well, the, yourself? The, the people that say closing line value doesn't matter, they just don't have a big sample size and get it. But the people that can open their account, see the negative whatever, the bloodbath, you call it, and just move forward, just have a big sample size, they manage their bets properly, and realize that it does matter. But it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you when you crush the number on everything and then you get killed, you feel like life's not fair. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I well, feel but, a little bit but like so that. The, so, the question is, so the question is, like, 
if the game, I had a client yell at me, he goes, it doesn't matter if you get the best number if you lose. So what's your response? But he's clearly new. He's clearly new to the business. Or just has just just doesn't get it. It absolutely does matter because think about it. Sports books will ban you. The, the sports books. Okay, this is what how you know. The sports books nowadays they don't really look at if you're up or down to decide to ban you. They look at if you're closing good. If you close good over and over, they they limit you, or or in some cases will just throw you out because they know over time you're going to beat them. Yeah. Yes. But if the guy who's uh, putting a hundred thousand on games, taking bad numbers, closing bad is up. He can just keep betting forever with their deep pockets. They'll take whatever from that guy. So that's my response. Because I've 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 had multiple companies I was down in, but I was beating the close and I got restricted. I've already had that here multiple times too. So is it a, is it a tell when you're betting early in the week when you're you know obviously yeah. sharp betters are, are, yeah. so like obviously the way we're doing is we're betting early in the week obviously the way you do as opposed to waiting till five minutes at post obviously yeah. on every single game because a, a regular novice better bets every game the day of the game well, well not the other some thing games is, and you'll close the same if you bet it everything at post so yeah, but if yeah if you bet Tuesday morning a max bet. They're definitely going to keep an eye on you, and if you keep doing that, then they're going to really. Then they might just make a note: check how games close on the on these twelve bets or whatever, whatever they do. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's definitely a red flag because your average person is just waking up. They don't know what the line opened at. They're just betting right at post, and they could care less about the. Like here's the, a perfect example. Screen. I I didn't. I, here's a perfect example. Uh, Micah. And I know you know the guy as well, so I'm not going to say his name on the air. But one of the guys that everybody knows and is in one of your Facebook groups, or whatever, he uh, he he hit Maryland at two and a half on the open, and I'm in Maryland. And obviously, they you know they they stint, they they opened up as a powerful team, and then they got crushed last week. And literally, it was like 10:30 a.m. on a Monday on an obscure college football game the following Saturday. Mike had texted me. The second he texted me, I log into this guy's account. Boom, it's three and a half. <laughs> it's like you can't – you have to be so quick to get some of these numbers, which a lot of clients don't understand. And then they text back and they say, well, my line's a point higher. Should I buy it down to the number? And this is where I get into the whole, of course not. But, you know, you have to understand the problem is when you give guys games – that you know you're you're getting the you're 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 releasing the game verbally or via text to a client. Take game X minus two and a half. Then the guy sees game X is minus three and a half. Literally one minute after, they don't realize it's just the market that's moving. And then I get these guys that call me up and they're like, "Yeah, I paid fifty cents to buy it down one point." What what's your response to that? You don't do that, right? I mean, and in the long <laughs> run, I, in the long run, I think you're better off just taking. Like, if you're going to play the game anyway, even though you probably shouldn't, but in college, in some situations, it's okay. You're better off just taking the the two and a half and not paying. Because let's say that half off of three, I don't know, is worth twelve to fifteen cents. These sports books will still charge you like twenty cents or twenty five in college. So yeah, you're better off just taking the base number. 
try to try to get away from all the buying half points because usually the sports books offering it because they have the best of it. That's why they offer that. Right. So, yeah. So I mean, now yeah, that we're talking about off- Keen, go ahead. A lot of the offshore ones are fair. Um, they, they, they like basically you can look at the drop down menu and you see that okay, buying and selling the half here is the same. They're not. They're not trying to like they're not charging you fourteen cents, but then only giving you back nine. It'll literally be like a straight like twelve cents to buy, twelve cents to sell if you're the other way. So that's fair, but. Yeah, I was doing that in the U.S. <laughs> I've seen some crazy ones too. One time, I won't say where, they charged thirty cents to buy the half off of seven. Thirty cents in college. <laughs> I, I just laughed. I'm like, never mind, because I was just asking how much it was. Well, you you keep going in and out, but then you keep sounding really good to real bad. So I don't know if you're moving the phone around, just so you know. Um, Ouch. Okay, no, I won't move. Now you sound perfect. Now? now you sound perfect. Now you sound perfect. Here, Here's the question I want to ask you about injured man. I have this, what I call the injured man theory, so I just want to get away from football for a second, then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss this double-digit Bills game that steamed up with Brian and you in a second. Of but all, before of we do all that, things, that's ask, what you're worried about. <laughs> I want to ask you one question, Mr. Miller. So yesterday, we both have the same screen in front of us. We both pay the same amount each month for it. You get that late alert, LeBron out. And then I see you go and you bet the Lakers. Is that is that because you're fading the injury? Well, a lot of times it's somewhat factored in already. Or, or yeah, there is a, like a panic. Yeah, but you didn't jump. make that wager until that alert came. And that alert came, and I knew you were going to do something on the game, and I, I, I was, I was going to send, say something to you, but I didn't say it. I figured you were too busy. But then you just sent it through the, the group, and I was like, oh, man, literally I got the alert, and he hit it. So what was the thought? What was the, is that an auto bet spot? Well, yeah, it just, did a, it just did a crazy move right then. And then I had really good timing there because I bet plus three, and then it I went saw. back down to – one and a half, literally in like three I saw. minutes. I was like, "Wow, that was perfect timing." So yeah, I try to, I try to. When I see a surge like that, and it just feels like too much. Yeah, but isn't that a and warranted can... surge? LeBron's not playing in the game. Isn't that a warranted surge? Yeah, but like, if you don't, look at that you, game. I mean, yeah, that game though it opened. They were laying. It went all the way from four and a half to three the other way. It, it, this is a lot. And then I'm so you and it, so basically I, so I know now because I, I figure I'm, I'm not saying I know every game you're going to play but I know that you're going to always be so you're basically for the listeners you're contrarian on the injury report like that move comes key move alert injury steam boom you know that the line's going to move drastically the other way because the public's going to go jazz 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 right well it was Spurs but. Yeah, like basically, but that was just them trying to figure out what the numbers should be. And then on that one, I kind of took another respected book's opinion, and they refused to move it off of two when everyone else was two and a half and three. And I, I thought, okay, I kind of have the same read on this. On I feel the same way, so I fired the plus threes, and then and then it went back down. A lot of times I just key it all. I already have like a lean, and I'm looking at things, and I go, "Yeah, I'm gonna fire this." 
So that was one of those. It was a good game. Yeah, but that was basically that was that was that was uh, using the screen on that injury. I mean, I'm assuming that was you went you were looking to get the overinflated move the second that happened, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I hit the home run in that game. One of the most profitable NBA games I've had because, like, simultaneously, I had the Lakers, I think, a couple of times. It was, like, minus 112 to minus 115. And at the exact same time, I had the Spurs plus four and a half. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I had two offshore companies. It, it was the craziest middle I've ever seen because they're never that far off, and they were – on one of the commercials, and so I went back and forth so, and played the middle. So let me, so let me ask you and Brian. So Brian, Miami is two and five ATS, and Buffalo is four and two ATS. Buffalo's ATS record is the same record as their actual win loss record. So the question is, is this? where you're going to put your fan hat on and say, yeah, I won't be surprised if this is a boat race and they just win 45 to nothing. I am. I we, ne- know Dave, we know Dave will, we know Dave will take the dog at post. We'll get to him in a minute, but I'm asking you. I never put my fan hat on. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I didn't bet the bills against Tennessee. I didn't bet the bills against Kansas city. I bet props in the game. So, All right, so I'm asking you for the listeners. They want to know since you're, do you think this line is too high? No, or do you not? You're not going to be surprised if it's a boat race. No, they're going to win by thirty. I see. That's what I was trying to get out of him, David. <laughs> I got well, it. Uh, uh, well, what do you want me to tell you? They beat him in week two, thirty-five nothing, in Miami, and actually the Bills didn't play well. Could have won the game fifty-two to nothing. They beat him here last year. In a meaningless game, that's December, different weather for Miami. 56-26, the Bills beat them last year. Josh Allen, the cool thing about Josh Allen, this is the stuff nobody really knows unless you're from Buffalo. The Bills' biggest rival is Miami by a mile. And this dates back 40-plus years. And it's Miami week. And the cool thing about Josh Allen is he's embraced Buffalo. He's embraced the community and the blue-collar stuff, blah, 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 blah. But he also embraces the history of this franchise, and it's Miami week. And he has lit them up like a firecracker. And Miami just comes off another game they just blew. They played in London two weeks ago. And the Bills have a stone in their shoe giving the Tennessee game away. The Bills off a bye, it's going to be 50 degrees with rain and 13-mile-an-hour winds. They're going to name the score. And either, and, and you are still going to bet Miami at post, right, Dave? Uh, yeah, don't don't yeah, do it. Sure. Don't do it, David. For sure. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's the, that's the pros versus Joes nonsense. Laid the 16-and-a-half with the Bills against Arizona. I know you go broke laying double digits. I laid the 18 with Arizona over Houston, and Arizona played terrible and covered the number. Right, so, I mean, right, so let, I, I'm just telling you, there are some bad okay. football teams out there. So there are some bad football teams. I want to ask you about the number one team against the spread, both of you. 
uh, and Mike can chime in as well. How about them Cowboys? They went from the worst team to the best team against the spread. Here you, lost, you, you want your you want your free you want your free play? Go ahead. They're losing Monday Minnesota. night. Yeah, they're losing Monday night. All right, it's it's the play. There we go. And, it, what, can you tell play. me why? Minnesota's not Minnesota's not that bad. Minnesota's actually yes. squandered, you know, they've lost a couple really squirrely games. Cousins is playing pretty yeah, good. With that one. And you get you get Cook coming back, I think he'll be wow. healthier. Right. And it's been Primrose Lane for Dallas. They're they're in the NFC East. They're winning this division in their sleep. Minnesota needs this game. What do we have on uh, no, the Giants-Kansas City game? Yeah, that's what I'm interested in, that stupid number. Team never covers, ever, Kansas City. They are 2-5 and five ATS, one of the worst teams. By the way, the three worst teams, Dave, the three worst teams, I don't know if you've had money on these teams the last few weeks, the three worst teams against the spread in the NFL are San Francisco 49ers, 1-5, the Jets, 1-5, yep. <laughs> And the skins one and six. Yeah, I bet those. Th- well, I mean, I've had uh, I've had the Jets quite a few times. So feeling the pain. I mean, I there. was being I was being my big word of the show. I was being facetious. I I knew you were on those. I'm just saying, like, which is the the Cleveland of this year? Is it just take? Is it taking the Jets every week? Is it taking San Fran every week? Is it taking the skins every week? Which, like, and I don't mean you personally, as in wise guy groups as a whole. Is there a uh, one of those three that you just know that out of the gate they're going to be on it every week no matter what? I, I would think it would be the Jets, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Especially this week. One moment. That sounds right. I'm, I'm not sure, but there's a lot of contrarian Sorry, I'm having spots. trouble with the connection. <laughs> there's a lot of contrarian spots in NFL already, but... Yeah, let's go with that. Anyone else want to chime in on this? Well, you know, it's a lot of these games. And, look, I I have to be the one to take my fault. Washington was one of the games that our groups had last week, and a few groups came in on Washington. So, you know, it's I don't look at it as overall you're just going to stay consistently bad throughout the whole season and be 1-16 against the spread. It's obviously going to level out. And, you know, like I said last week, that you have to bring it up again, John, the bad beat that I have to keep going over and over in my head how they could be in the red zone 10 million times and get zero points. Not even in the red zone. On the one, on the half-yard line. What game are we talking about? The Green Bay-Washington game. It, it was it was atrocious. It was what, what I saw. And it's, again, it's it, – NFL is it's so unique because you look at last week and well two weeks ago and you look at a team like the Ravens and you say wow they're a contender now there's all these doubts after last week and it's it's the same thing for many teams in the league where you look at them and you say man this team is in trouble they're panicking it's like a good example is Tennessee Tennessee prior to last week has no recognition nationally they're a four-point dog at home you know 
They got lucky against the Bills. You know, it's all this nonsense. And now they beat the Chiefs, a team that's obviously clearly not that good. And now they're getting recognition as possibly the best team in the AFC aside, maybe Bills 1A. They're up there. It's either the Titans or the Bills now. So it's, it's so funny how the NFL works, where week to week you look at teams and all the, you know, because there's so much commentary, there's so much analysis, there's so much publicity with the NFL, and you could find it in so many various, you know, on the radio, on different channels, so much publications, and, like, people just, like, give teams credibility based on what they did last week. And it's funny, you know, why should Tennessee be a four-point dog at home after what they did the week before? Kansas City hasn't proven anything, and they that's the line maker set that line. So it's, a, it's just funny how it just week to week, it changes so drastically in the NFL. You just don't get that in college. You simply just don't get that type of difference in college. If a team is usually, you know, ranked lower than the other team and, they, and the, the team that's, you know, lower ranked wins, you know, it's, they don't, it doesn't change that much the following week. But in the NFL, you know, you have a team that's a four-point dog and they win at home now all of a sudden because of their record and they're five and two, it's like, man, this team is for real. It's just it's such a unique product that you can't obsess about the last week and look at it and and say that that's going to continue. And I feel like a lot of the square betters just look at last week's results and they base their opinions and wager on what they saw last. And uh, real quick, because I know we're getting to the end of the show. Yeah, about the guys, 30 seconds. The number, one, yep. the number one team in college football against the spread is Texas San Antonio, 7-1, and one, followed by Syracuse, 7-1, and one, followed by Michigan, Kentucky, and Pittsburgh, all 6-1. and one. A man has done his homework assignment. Missouri and Clemson are both 0-7 in ATS. Is that right? Dave will be on both of those games. Missouri and Clemson, 0 and 7. (laughs) What have you called out there? Wow. Dave, hit him. Missouri and Clemson at post, baby. Throwing big nuggets out there. Hey, good stuff, fellas. We'll reconvene. We'll do it again next week. Same time, same place. As always, we invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Got to be a fun week. College football, the NFL, hoops, hockey, the whole nine yards. Check it out. SportsInsiderRadio.com.